Welcome to UCLA Extension's Business Insights with Roger Ternaden, where we highlight hot topics and underlying economic trends useful to you. Our longtime podcast listeners know that our focus is to help all better understand where we stand economically and financially, to present an unbiased and data-driven view of where we're going, and to help identify major risks just around the corner. The obstacles we try to remove are those created by so-called financial reporters hired to present a point of view or, less politely, those who spin or totally ignore facts and trends. This mission of ours is tricky as it oftentimes runs counter to political agendas and necessary dramas seemingly required by the 24-hour news cycle. We try and readily acknowledge no one knows it all and no one is infallible, but we are trying. After almost two years of bi-weekly podcasts aimed to help you, this is a quick summary of our deliverables to our loyal audience right now. Number one, employment is far higher than officially reported. Many millions have dropped out of the workforce, unable to find full-time jobs. There are approximately 10 million fewer employed than before the COVID pandemic. Secondly, and related, there are two major indices reported. Refer to the U6, that's the capital letter U hyphen 6 series, not the popular one promoted by the government and the press, which is U hyphen 3. The U6 series attempts to include discouraged workers and is about twice the unemployment rate promoted by our federal government and the press. Number three, the official inflation rate is constantly massaged lower before it's released. Private research institutes and consultants measure actual consumer inflation now closer to 12% a year annually when the so-called core inflation has been reported at 2 to 3%. Now the core rate has to be reported higher. All the massaging in the world is not going to be able to keep the core rate to be reported less than 4 to 6%. But still, the real inflation rate, in my view, is closer to 12% right now. A part of massaging the reported inflation rate lower has been to remove home prices and insert a rent formula that is only updated twice a year with an old sample of dwindling homeowners. Now this process is ready to bite the hands that fed it. Rents are going up. They're going up at 6 to 15% a year depending on the locality. And this is a historically high increase, and it will impact the faultily constructed, although official, consumer price index. Number five, money creation and federal debt increases are now moving at exponentially higher rates. While consumer prices, as just noted, are manipulated to be reported lower, the stock market, bond market, and real estate markets show the impact of higher and higher inflation. Number six, The low interest rates engineered by the Federal Reserve are making the rich richer and the poor poorer. Essentially, the top 1-2% to income and wealth owners reap the benefits of the higher asset prices, while the lower 80% plus of our population, who own little if any stocks, bonds, or real estate, are paying the penalty and hurting pretty badly. Number seven, the Federal Reserve actions are propping up asset markets, as I just mentioned, and I think everyone has concerns about the ultimate outcome. Global as well as U.S. history, 
shows us time and time again that extreme money printing inflates prices of pretty much everything, and that's what we are experiencing. Here are key foundational issues that will essentially make many in the U.S. actually poorer this year and in future years. The U.S. economy has increasingly become associated with asset price fluctuations in the past few decades. If you own substantial real and financial assets, you know this, but you must be wondering how long it can continue. Additionally, there has been a mismatch between rising financial wealth and the pace of creation and investment in new productive assets. A growing long-term stagnation offers explanations for the insufficiency of new manufacturing and distribution assets or investments. We know our outmoded manufacturing practices and distribution infrastructure make it cheaper to import Asian-made merchandise and then to bring it halfway around the world quicker and cheaper than we can make in the U.S. And as a note, the trade balance between the U.S. and China is worsening month to month. The U.S. economy has been on an asset price growth highly dependent on the continuity of low interest rates, which is stretching the price-earnings ratios of stocks to new historical highs. Again, the top 1% to 2% or so continues to see this wealth concentration continue, and that's really no matter which political party is in power. Let's review some details of what's happening and then close today's podcast with why it will continue until something totally disrupts it and creates significant recession or depression damage. Net financial wealth has and continues to grow over time at a faster pace than the stock of productive assets added to the real economy. Why is that? Because the vast amounts of money created by the Federal Reserve and the debt created by Congress, these amounts are not directed to modernization and creation of our facilities. Rather, They are directed to funding entitlements, paying interest on the national debt, and defense spending. Some of the defense spending helps develop technologies, but the vast majority of the trillions of dollars printed and spent in recent years are social program payments. That mismatch between entitlements and productive assets has stimulated an upward reevaluation of existing assets and increased public debt. Occasional moments of asset price adjustment downward have been followed by new rounds of finance-led booms. Bubble blowing, in other words, asset appreciation beyond fundamental values, has become a major driver of wealth, but not new jobs. The mismatch between financial wealth growth and real-side asset accumulation has happened in combination of declining long-term interest rates as well as rising ratios of debt and household debt to gross domestic product. One reason for low interest rates is the abundance of stocks of financial wealth in search for yield relative to investment opportunities in existing assets. Lower interest rates have supported the appreciation of outstanding financial assets by reducing discount rates applied to future earnings. Discount rates itself is an elusive concept for many, but here's the gist of it. When interest rates are low, investors pay more for an investment that seems to promise future financial returns. Bonds are a great example, and I'll suggest to you to please Google this phrase, quote, the relationship between interest rates and bond prices, end of quote. 
If you Google the relationship between interest rates and bond prices, you will ultimately understand, and you must understand, this relationship to avoid losing money or your nest egg when the money printing and federal government borrowing starts to taper as it is in the process now. In the last 30 years, we have seen three major U.S. asset-driven business cycles, with macroeconomic activity being lifted and then hit by large macroeconomic shocks arising from the finance side. The U.S. business cycles that ended in the last three recessions involved greater and greater risk-taking behavior. Each cycle ended with worse financial fallout and a longer period of recession and weak economy. The dot-com bubble in 2000-2001 only took a few years to recover. The 08-09 Great Recession took seven or eight years. We are now in the so-called everything bubble, which is way bigger than the prior two in almost any terms you choose to measure. When this bubble pops, I fully expect the recovery to take 10 to 20 years for recovery. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm sure I'm right, as there will be no longer the government and Federal Reserve safety nets to just print more money and borrow more. We are seeing the use of all the safety nets right now, and they will be used up in this cycle. The only remedy remaining is a long, drawn-out recession or depression, and likely with a new digital currency, to make sure all possible taxes are collected by tracking everyone's transactions. A similar bubble-led growth process goes on inside the Eurozone. Starting with the downward convergence of perceived risks and interest rates throughout the zone after the adoption of the new common currency, the Euro. Countries that later ended up under stress were able to sustain domestic consumption much above domestic production for a long period, easily financing the difference, those current account deficits, because the fallen-from-heaven domestic asset value appreciation and external bank credit prevailed. There were also structural trends taking place as the finance-led cycles unfolded, Property values leading the cycles, including stock market assets and houses, went up relative to income. I'll try to make all this easier to follow between now and the end of the year. As much is set right now to create a new volatility in the stock bond and real estate markets. Here are some specific items I hope that you would consider between now and the end of the year. Whenever you hear about the unemployment rate, know that it is the U3 which is highly massaged to present a most rosy picture. For a better understanding of reality, in other words, where we are going, please go to Google and check the U-6 unemployment news. The quarterly updates are key, but learning more about the U6 gives a far better understanding of the health of our labor markets, and it even does it state by state if you have the interest. Right now, the U6 unemployment rate is almost 12%, far higher than the headline U3, the media touts. When you hear news about inflation in the media, use the opportunity to learn more about how the seriousness of high inflations are grossly underreported. Go to this website for an alternative view as an advisory service named Shadow Statistics has been monitoring inflation and economic variables for several decades now with their consistent tools. Click on the alternate data tab for inflation as well as unemployment analyses. Again, these resources are free and there's no need to subscribe. Just Google 
quote, shadow government statistics, end of quote. That is Google shadow government statistics. You'll find a wealth of free analyses, so be prepared to learn a lot. We are now going to see the higher rent, food costs, entertainment, and personal services finally start to impact even the official consumer price index. It's already running month to month at some of the highest levels in recent history, but expected to challenge the Fed's speeches that inflation is only transitory. As the markets realize inflation is now baked in and not transitory, expect markets to become much more volatile and react most negatively. For example, when you see the 10-year U.S. Treasury note begin to climb above 1.5%, pay close attention. That will be a sign of the potential movement of the big money global investors out of long-term bonds. And that's an initial signal with much higher interest rates coming soon. When the bond interest rate begins to gain momentum and the two-year note rate surpasses 2%, pay really serious attention. I think by the end of this year, into the first quarter of 2022, we'll see high volatility in the stock and bond markets which in plain speak means major sell-offs. As a personal financial planner, I have confidence that these markets will recover eventually, but the recovery may take many years. For younger investors, this may be okay, but for the older population of savers looking toward near-term retirement, please consult with your advisor and ask how your own portfolio can weather an upcoming period of high volatility. And again, I mean in bond prices as well as stock prices. We'll discuss additional risk management thoughts in our next podcast. For the next two weeks, stay healthy, be well, and stay vigilant. Be sure to email us at rtornadin at uclaextension.edu on more specific questions, which we will answer either personally or select as part of our future podcast. Hosted by Business and Legal Programs Director Roger Tornaden. This podcast is presented by UCLA Extension and produced by Jamie Moss at Studio 10960. These podcasts are made for educational purposes and are not financial advice. The goal is to educate and provide resources on focused economic and job trends with the latest support research so that you can make more informed financial and career decisions that best suit your personal needs. UCLA Extension offers more than 5,000 online and in-classroom courses taught by over 2,000 leading practitioners to help you get from here to there. For more information on this podcast or our financial and legal programs, please check us out at www.uclaextension.edu. We know it's about your life, not just your money.